0: hello and welcome to episode 11 of people 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 like games what's up what's up and welcome back to another episode of people like games i'm your host solo And as you can tell, uh, Lilo is not joining us for today. He had to take a bit of a sabbatical for the evening, however, or the day, whichever time you're listening. However, he will be back with us for our regularly scheduled programming on Friday. Uh, And just a note about the show moving forward uh, on this episode. uh, The first of the week will be airing on Tuesday, uh, beginning next week. And the episode on Friday will remain on Friday. So it will be Tuesdays and Fridays. And we're also going to be introducing a interview segment. I don't know if we're going to add that to the existing episodes or it will be a, an episode by itself. Maybe I'll see what people like. Uh, haha. Let's see how that goes. But regardless, actually, leave me some feedback. Let me know what you guys think, what you prefer. As you see, we've sort of dialed down the show. So you're sort of getting a, weekly, a bi-weekly news Audio newsletter, rather, which is the best way to put it, I guess. And uh, if you listen to both episodes over the course of the week, you'll find that you pretty much know exactly what all of the most important stories are uh, in multiple spheres of the industry, uh, more or less. Um, yeah. And so, just before we get into the show, don't forget we're on Twitter at People Like Games. Uh, feel free to hit us up, say hello, don't say hello. And um, same time, we are on iTunes and Google Play, so subscribe and leave a good review. Leave some love so we can climb to the top of the charts and I can see this podcast in somewhere in the top 200 list and be like oh that's me that's me but regardless on to the show we're going to begin with Dragon Ball Fighter Z, which was a topic of hot discussion in our last episode with Lilo and I wondering whether there was going to be local multiplayer apparently there is which is pretty wonderful to hear and to play Uh, the game if you're not familiar is a Obviously, you're going to have to be familiar. It's a three-on-three fighting game using Dragon Ball Z and uh, expanded universe characters. It has a lot of characters I'm not familiar with to a degree because I don't po- watch Dragon Ball Super. But it, in comparison to a lot of the previous Dragon Ball Z games, you know I was a big fan of the Budokai series. But all in all, it is the best adaptation of the material to date and it has or it very much carries a sort of spiritual legacy of the three-on-three fighter of Marvel vs. Capcom 2 and Marvel vs. Capcom Uh, and that that Marvel vs. Capcom 3 and above ended up losing and sort of morphing into this weird whatever it was but you got to love a 2D fighter uh, with these weird, unique graphics. I mean, the graphics are just outstanding. That's the first thing to be noted. The gameplay is really fun. It's really intuitive. It's really simple. Uh, I think it's a little too simple. I don't know how that's going to end up faring f- precisely for the competitive scene. Uh Maybe there's a lot of competitive aspects, too, in terms of the timing and the blocking and the attacking the abilities. I'm going to have to watch a little bit of these early tournaments and get a feel for it, because uh, from what I played, it was more or less sort of a little button mashy, but maybe that's because I suck rather than anything wrong inherently with the game. So that's always, that's always, uh, that's always something got, I, I got to keep in mind when reviewing a game. Like, did I suck at this or... Was this a bad game? So, uh, so we're going to give the game the benefit of the doubt. Uh, the gameplay is fun. Storyline is original. Uh, apparently, uh, not apparently, uh, in the game, you end up sort of starting out as, uh, a disembodied soul that has somehow become fused to Goku. And then you go with Balma and you travel the globe to, you know, fix what is happening for more or less without giving you any spoilers. Um, Great game, well worth playing. It's going to have a, a, pr- a pretty great shelf life. I mean, it's it's already broken the most amount of concurrent players on Steam for a fighting game. It's at something almost uh, ranging at forty five thousand people. Uh, very impressive, especially coming on. I think it was almost forty eight. As you heard, uh, the Dragon Ball Z. Uh, PC version ended up being delayed <laughs> literally an hour plus plus. I guess they were doing some last second changes uh, or formatting, whatever the case is but it ended up getting out and people love it. It's really fun. If you were ever a fan of any version of Dragon Ball I highly suggest checking it out it's pretty cool. It's, it, as I keep saying it's sort of like the fever dream of a Dragon Ball Z Marvel vs. Capcom 2 combination on ACID and it's well worth it. And speaking of that, uh, Burning G Man on Reddit ended up data mining the game to get some information regarding the eight DLC characters for the fighters for the PC version. Uh, apparently, it's Brawly, Bardock, Janemba, Kefla, Topo, Jiren, Kid Goku, and Fu. I want to say I'm not familiar with two thirds of those, but. At the same time, as I said, I didn't follow Super uh, super and the Xenoverse games and maybe one or two other versions of it. So uh, forgive me if I don't know those. However, as a DBZ fan, very satisfied, well worth it. Still really annoyed about the fact that you have to pay for DLC characters that could inherently or not inherently that could be part of the game but instead they charge you $35 on top of the $60 you just bought for a game to get those characters so great game shame on your business model anyway next up Microsoft, as you know, uh, was recently in the news for the Game Pass, which ended up putting all of their first-party titles and whatever their library was onto their online rental platform, which is sort of $10 a month, and you can get access to their entire library. Pretty ingenious, but as you can tell, they also have a pretty glaring weakness with the Xbox One and the One X, I guess which is the fact that they don't have any really wonderful first party uh, titles. And that is becoming pretty glaringly apparent, which, you know, that's not to discount the of Thieves, which was also data mined recently and is gonna have March twentieth, and this is time perfectly to build up momentum for the game and to get more players involved. But it is a issue because uh as I was saying, Sony has a pretty damn good spring lineup set up. It has Spider-Man, God of War, Detroit Becoming Human. I think was, well, there's way more titles. I'm just off the top of my head. That's three games that people would buy within the span of a week. And Xbox has Sea of Thieves, which now they're who's going to buy a game if you can get it on Game Pass. Literally every Xbox owner should just own a Game Pass. And so if you have very own owner, like, they killed the retail market. That's that's for sure. But that is a curious decision needed to happen. It will sell more consoles they are going to focus on selling more hardware in terms of controllers and customizable this at the other. And then they can just do downloadables in games, which people will be more willing to pay for because they're not paying for the game, which I've been saying all the time. Uh, and which I will make a point of when we get towards Overwatch. Literally every single time we talk about Overwatch will be my main point. But regardless, uh, as I was saying, uh, they're rumored to be looking to buy a first-party publisher, which is going to be either EA or Valve. That's obviously just rumors. Uh, It's reported on from a few places. However, uh, they, I guess, are good uh, tries, but I think... Maybe Microsoft is going to be better served doing something like what Nintendo did, which was Take the Wii U failure on the chin and just turn it around with the switch and Xbox should instead of trying to buy another publisher, which let's be honest, I want to say I don't want more EA games because you know they're going to really justify microtransactions and in-game purchases by nature of the fact that you don't have to pay for the games anymore and that they're $10. So there may be a, a sort of fuss and bargain going on here with the fact that they're doing this and we just don't see the dotted line uh, or you know the fine print on this just yet and you know i'll be the first one to admit i'm 100 for it i've literally signed up for the game pass before and my first complaint was this library is is terrible like if they had a larger library i think this would be well worth it and so having solved that problem i mean let's see what ends up happening with the business model of games moving forward as you can see this is going to be a multi-variable issue that i definitively plan to follow through because this sort of fundamentally alters the business model of games moving forward and looks to me like people are looking at as i said i did a, a segment on this a couple of weeks back of games as services which is going to be you know paying a monthly service and then having sort of in game sort of purchases to be able to maybe compete or whatever the case is and we're going to see in a couple of months we'll be like hey i'll i'll pay full price for a game as long as they don't you know shiv me with their microtransaction policy to be competitive in multiplayer so we'll see we'll see which we'll see who wins in the end but i'm going to be covering that line pretty pretty closely and so we'll see if microsoft buys ea or valve or if they're just throwing out rumors to get people excited in general i don't know we'll see you know they have the new Uh, Vice President Gaming. We'll see. We'll see with that one, but I'm going to be on it. Anyway, uh, speaking of Valve, uh, they recently... Uh, appealed against a 2.4 million dollar fine that extends a further four year legal battle for them in Australia. Uh, it all dates back to 2014 when Valve was fined or Valve was sued by the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission over the absence of a refund policy, arguing it was misleading and deceiving consumers about their rights. Which, let's be frankly honest not having a refund policy for digital games and downloading games over the internet seems fair, but I've made a few mistake purchases that like within an hour on my like, shit, can I just get my money back? I would rather not. And I would just spend it. Maybe if they gave you credit to buy another game, it would be more fair, but to have no refund policy, pretty unfair to consumers, especially since they know who gaming is oriented towards. So uh, after two years, <clears throat> The federal court ruled that Valve was guilty of breaking consumer law, and they were fined for $2.4 million. It was a pretty major decision, in my opinion, because it uh, for the Australians and for the uh, ACC chairman, uh, he declared it was an important precedent that overseas-based companies that sell to Australians must abide by our law. Uh, I think that is why... Valve is still in the process of trying to appeal this because the last thing they want is a international lawsuit in precedent against them because they are an international company. They make a majority of their money over multiple countries in multiple continents. So by nature of that, one ruling in an international court suddenly becomes fit for a second rule and damages and back damage and so on and so forth. So. Uh, They A year after, funny enough, a year after the case began, Valve did introduce a refund policy. So part of me wants to say that the fine is therefore frivolous because they introduced a refund policy and therefore they sort of complied with what the issue would have been in the first place. But another part of me wants to say that maybe you should just pay the fine for not having had it in the first place. But as i said i'm sure the fear is that the precedent establishes uh something of a liability for the company or a potential a potential decision that could be a liability moving forward and it'd be smart to avoid having that on paper so uh you know we'll see where that one goes uh if you got the resources and the lawyers why not simplifies things but next up Moving on to some esports finally. Um, one second, I'm going to drink some water here. ESPN, <clears throat> uh, DS, uh, ESPN and Disney XD have signed a long term multi event deal for Madden Esports. So it looks to me that this is actually a really interesting move and something that, as much as I want to criticize, I respect for. It's understanding of its own marketplace. So let me explain that statement. So Twitch and Facebook with ESL and YouTube are the sort of three behemoths of the streaming market. So if you're Madden, you're not going to compete with something like Counter Strike Go, which, you know, just recently speaking of at my alma mater at. Again, this arena this past weekend was the e-league major and it was a hell of a tournament really just incredible the games were incredible the final con uh, the final game was between cloud nine and phase and broke an all-time single twitch channel record of a concurrent viewership of 1.1 million people, uh, which is sort of uh, sort of a good cherry on the top for both uh, the E-League and Twitch, which had signed a or announced an exclusive multi-year deal just a couple of days before that, and it makes uh, you know incredible first and foremost. Uh, but the The fact that Disney uh, or the fact that Madden is going to move to television makes more sense with its demographics. So, for the CS:GO, Overwatch, and Dota, all these all these groups are set in their consumption of their content online. But for football, if you look at the numbers, I'm sure online viewership is not really much comparable to television viewership just because of the demographics of the viewership. So uh, the I guess it is slightly silly, but regardless, we'll we'll get into why Uh, the long term agreement is going to see uh, the Madden League basically broadcast on both of the networks and on multiple uh, ESPN platforms. So Disney XD will air 12 one-hour episodes of the Ultimate League actions on Thursdays from February to April with ESPN2 Disney XD and ESPN Deportes also running a half-hour Ultimate League playoff coverage series each Tuesday at 9pm from April 3rd through May 1st. The Ultimate League finals will take place in Arlington, Texas alongside the NFL draft on April April 28th and will be aired on ESPN2. It makes sense to focus this on Disney, which, if you don't know, owns ESPN. And so also has deals with EA as well. So it makes 100 percent vertical integration sense to get these partnerships together. And I just don't think Madden would have that sort of numbers on Twitch anyway. So to move it to ESPN where you're going to get people who are watching ESPN anyway. Uh and that they have a built-in market of passive viewership and to add uh Madden uh league to that rotation of content isn't really going to change anything. I think it'll maintain the viewership if not increase the viewership that they would have online so within that realm it makes sense and then the Disney XD uh, is obviously for children or to get a slightly younger demographic which makes sense so uh, and on top of it Disney content why not just throw that shit on one of your channels while you're at it just to get some content there to fill up an hour and to sell some more ads and it's gaming and it's kids so maybe they'll get some converts over to Madden but as i've said i'm i'm not as bullish on sports based uh esports leagues if only because there's a sort of conceptual difference between being a you know or playing an NBA video game versus watching the NBA which sort of makes a a relative difference to me but that's only to me and everything i say here is subjective and relative to my own opinion and just because i'm usually right should not mean that you're wrong it just means that you're not right but that's regardless and besides the point anyway next up Onto One Piece, which looks like it's coming out with a lot of content, as I've mentioned in prior episodes. And we'll keep mentioning because One Piece is like one of the less than handful or one of the two, three animes I still watch. Uh, that a mobile phone version of the game is coming. And this ties back to what I mentioned uh, even earlier with the uh, Sea of Thieves uh, comparison to PUBG and how the online multiplayer ability is going to be a... Or maybe 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 I've not mentioned that. Maybe see if, see if these has a, a PUBG potential because of its massive multi-online uh, component and the ability to work together. So when you look at now, as I'm mentioning one piece, and that's why I uh, had been mentioning the uh the co op part, which is the fact that for this mobile game called Bounty Rush, you play with four people, either with friends or randomly, and you fight in sort of a Dynasty Warrior style game to pick up berries or something else. So you just it's basically Dynasty Warriors with three friends on your mobile game with One Piece characters. <clears throat> Pretty ingenious, but it's only ingenious because you could play with your friends. So if you are, think about it like, If I'm playing Overwatch, if my friends or, you know, I'm going to mention Overwatch because I'm about to get into an Overwatch story here. If I mention Overwatch uh, and I'm like, oh, let's get on. Either they're on or we're just going to have to hop on. But if I text someone, I say, hey, let's play a quick game. There's no lag time. There's literally, okay. let me go to my phone. And so maybe they're booting up a game doesn't have a lag time. Finding a game doesn't have a lag time. I'm sure there's a, a, a connection there. But this is we're talking about mobile. I'm talking about. I'm sitting you know on a bus or something or i'm sitting in an uber and my friend texts me he says let's play this well boom i'm right there mobile gaming will be a boom for the secondary charger market those little brick looking things that allow you to you know charge your phone on the go which pretty cool pretty cool anyway as i was saying on to overwatch uh a new patch update has come that has uh, effectively nerfed Mercy. Uh, there's no more secondary uh, heal on the Valkyrie. The speed is slowed down by 50. The time is slowed down from 20 seconds to 15 seconds. And they also lowered the amount of damage on the Junkrat Concussive mines, which is slightly upsetting because... I don't want to admit it, but... <laughs> I'm pretty goddamn good with Junk Rat, so... All in all, slightly disappointing news for me as a a Junk Ratter, but what can you do? What can you do? You you live and you learn. Anyway, uh, that, in addition, Jeff Kaplan has mentioned uh, in a developer update video just the other day that they are looking to nerf the Hanzo Scattershot, which die fucking Hanzo scatter shot because I use Arissa and that shit gets me in one shot and I'm like this is supposed to scatter damage across multiple people this is not supposed to be breaking into one person and getting me every every time every time so hopefully they'll do that apparently next up they're looking at May and Symmetra which I don't think is particularly necessary but I'm sort of glad that Mercy's weaker because it completely sort of Takes away the ability to do the pharmacy of having a Mercy sort of nurse a, a Pharaoh the entire game, get Valkyrie, heal its people, and then to sort of go back and forth doing that concept. So that could be good. And then for the coming week in the Overwatch League as well, we've got uh, a couple of good games. The, the last two weeks of the Overwatch League, as I mentioned, was lowering. Had a lower viewership, but it built up back to around uh, six digits uh, in the latter games, which for the it was for the week three uh, final games and or for the third night as well, which makes sense. I think all that really happened was uh, a little bit of uh, boredom with the fact that the games were so or the, the skill sets were so disparate between the two entities, you know, all Korean teams, the New York, Celsius, and uh, London, Spitfire, and then to see all three teams take a loss, you know, London lost to I believe it was Boston, and then New York lost to Philadelphia, and then Seoul lost to New York, so New York now is the best team in the league, followed by Seoul, then followed by London, now followed by legitimate teams, so now there's parity in a league that was sorely lacking for it, and I think that will make for a much more interesting viewership. And I'm thoroughly enjoying the Overwatch League. I still cannot stress enough a few changes to the viewership. After watching the E-League CSGO, there is a vast significant difference in comprehension of what's necessarily going on um, at a time. And there's a way. They'll figure it out. It's still early. But uh, Thursday night game is London Spitfire versus Old Dynasty. So don't forget to watch that. That is going to be awesome. That's 9 p.m. Eastern. And last up, and to round out this day's news, we have Facebook coming in heavy to the streaming or the gaming streamer market. So basically... Uh, having to shift away from news with the whole facebook russian propaganda thing and the whole fake news uh, debacle they are trying to get a and you know now that they own oculus they're technically in gaming but uh they're trying to build the architecture for basically creating a twitch competitor Uh, as you know they recently signed a An exclusive deal with the ESL for broadcasting rights and uh, it is going to be slowly rolling out tools to allow uh, they were to allow uh, streamers to come on over so uh, there's a wait list that you can sign up for now and they're going to be testing out certain payment models like tip jars and uh i i don't know i really i want to say i know but i don't i know that for a fact they've already established 1080p 60 frame per second streams uh that is a big upgrade from what the facebook was offering before secondly you don't have to create a profile to be able to watch which pretty major if they set it up at a separate entity maybe i would be more comfortable with it but Facebook has this disturbing habit of needing to make everything a Facebook product. Why don't you just fucking set up a subsidiary and just run it through there? But that's more on Facebook than anyone else. But anyway, uh, the, that should be interesting. Um, I mean, YouTube. This it makes sense. They they're going to look in gaming, as you know, esports is a, or gaming is just a. a, a, a blowing up industry there's no better way to put it it's getting huge so if this shit's getting huge then you know YouTube gained 373% more streamers in 2017 but Twitch still dominates so when you have you know that many potential people trying to vie for space in content then how does that you know how does that end up happening that's what's curious to me so you know it makes sense that Facebook's coming through with the Gamer Creator program. Uh, they're basically going to mimic a lot of what the Twitch's uh, functions are in terms of subscriptions and tips and payments, etc. I don't know how the culture of gaming and the personality around some of these streamers technically lines up with Facebook, which is the only thing. so like it made sense more to me with YouTube, but Twitch is perfectly situated. But simultaneously, I don't want anyone having a monopoly or a relatively you know effective monopoly on on streaming content, which is what Twitch has. and so in in the name of not allowing a monopoly to exist, yeah, i take some competitors who I think, Facebook is the ideal. No, but, you know, if they're paying, why not? Like, that makes sense. That works out. And so if they're paying, that's useful. But simultaneously, it, it looks to be seen how they roll it out. I think it wouldn't surprise me if Amazon tried to get into it as well, moving forward, because they have an infrastructure there as well to support it. But, you know, it stands to be seen what Facebook can roll out that is going to equal Twitch and how they're going to get a younger generation. That if you're on Twitch, I'm, you're probably using Snapchat. Uh, I guess you could say that Facebook has them because they also have an Instagram. But I want to say the priority of like a sixteen <clears throat> a sixteen year old today is not necessarily going to be. Facebook dominant. And so, if that's the case, Facebook has a lot of reinventing to do because, you know, there, if you divide that sort of social media into sort of three segments, you have section one, which was MySpace, and then now you have segment two, which was uh, t- Twitter and Facebook. Facebook may just become the, the, you know, what's it called? The MySpace of the third era of social medias because Uh, it's uh, the the demographics not there at a younger group for art for a predominant number of the world yeah i'm sure because just as the world starts getting better internet connection they get even more plugged in in social media too so there's shit's going global but that is all an irrelevant rant that is completely unrelated to what i was just saying but well, as I keep I, I keep saying, we'll see, because I, there's no way to make a definitive proclamation on any of this. As I'm saying, the biggest thing is how's Facebook going to get the viewership that's not built into its current audience? Best way to put it, if I go somewhere and I'm watching videos and I go to a place for videos and I see if someone's video, I'm like, I like your video. I, I want to see your next video. Oh, I like a lot of your videos. I want to follow you. Okay. That's because I, I went to go find videos there. I'm not going to find videos on Facebook. But as I said, you don't have to sign in. It may be a sort of standalone separate entity, which is the ideal situation. So since to be seen, uh, Facebook established good advertising practices on mobile. So maybe they'll be able to function pretty well on this. So anyway, that's all we have for today. Uh, we are going to have a guest for next week's episode i'm going to announce that in a couple of days once we get that finalized should be (coughs) pretty cool and lastly uh we have our episode coming up on friday so be sure to listen